You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hello and welcome to episode 48 of the Soul Forge podcast. Welcome to the Soul Forge, a place of silent mystery, quiet contemplation, and outright mayhem. Join your host, Sean Vanderloo, as he guides you through the adventures of living. Together, we'll talk about life and love, sex and dating, joy and heartache, memories and loss, and so much more. Don't worry, it's not nearly as pretentious as it sounds. Get ready for life, the universe, and everything on The Soul Forge. Hey everyone, hope you're doing well whatever time you're listening to this, morning, noon, or night. Are you working? Are you driving? Are you just hanging out, doing dishes? Are you listening with your family? I would really like to know. Why don't you email me, soulforgepodcast at gmail.com. I would like to know more about my listeners. What are we going to talk about today? Well, what follows is a really fun interview that I had with an upcoming hip-hop artist from Australia. goes by the name Muggsy. I learned quite a bit about Australia. I learned lots about hip-hop. Uh, those of you that know me know that I don't know a lot about music. Uh, I also learned a little bit about basketball because Muggsy's into basketball. And also, those who know me know I know nothing about sports. Although I did collect sports cards in the early 90s, mostly baseball, a little bit of basketball, some football, and a lot of hockey. Didn't watch any of that stuff, and yet I collected the cards because I am a collector. Bad habit. Trying to quit. All right, so uh, the conversation. We uh, talked for maybe 25 minutes or so, and... One thing that I forgot to ask him in the course of the interview was if he knew Richard from Australia. And why is that funny? Well, the thing is, as a Canadian, when we go into the United States and we introduce ourselves to someone and say where we're from, they'll often say, oh, you must know Joe from Kamloops. And of course, we don't know Joe from Kamloops. Although, my dad does tell a story. One time he went somewhere down in the U.S. and he was at a restaurant and the waitress asked where he was from, and he told the lady, Sue Canada. She said to him, well, you must know the guy over there. He's from Canada. And sure enough, my dad knew him. So the stereotype is sometimes true. And yet, I forgot to ask Muggsy if he knew Richard, longtime loyal listener to the podcast. Anyway, just going to get right into it. Here's the interview. I hope you learn as much as I did. Hey, podcast fans, Spotify is making it easy for you to stream this podcast and many others like it on your mobile device, desktop app, and smart speaker. Open the app on your mobile device or desktop, click on the browser channel, then click on the podcast section. You'll be able to stay thoroughly entertained during your commute to work, your drive home, and your downtime, thanks to Spotify. Your stage name is Muggsy Brady. Yeah, man. Uh, mainly, you know, Muggsy, or if you type in anything, man, like Muggsy or Muggsy Rapper or Muggsy Brady, I pretty much come up, man. 
you know, my real name is actually Rain, as in the weather, Rain, like, or Rain to Pause. But uh, yeah, man, like, uh, I didn't want to do that. It's my rap name. So yeah, I just, just came up with Muggsy, man. And plus, I'm a huge NBA supporter, man. So Muggsy Bogues and stuff. And a couple of my dudes were like, yo, you kind of play like him in a way. So I never got to the NBA league yet, man. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm all right on the court. Mm. <laughs> so you have goals, that's for sure. Yeah, that's it, man. It's quite funny, man, because, like, you know, that's where I kind of got, like, the, the name from, from him in, in the Jordan era. But, like, my main favorite player is Alan Iverson, man, um, the one that crossed over Jordan. You know, he, he was, like, the one that brought the, the hip-hop flavor to, to the NBA. So it's it's funny because everyone's like, is your name sort of like a ring for Muggsy Bogues? And I said, yeah, kind of. But Alan Iverson was just, you know, my number one guy, man. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, so you are you just turned 27 mm-hmm. how, long, right. how long have you been doing the whole hip-hop thing for uh, i've been doing it since 14 man so uh yeah what's that like 13 years or something man and uh you know i i started dropping down rhymes in early high school man because um to, to be honest, you know, I, I, I was brought up on the, the 90s, early thousands era of hip-hop, and I still reckon to this day was just me personally the best era for it. Like, I just remember being as a kid, I was a young teenager, man, looking at, you know, like G-Unit and Eminem, obviously being a white boy myself, man, just wanting to do that. And um, so, yeah, like, I fell into the whole stage of, you know, when 8 Mile came out, I'm going to do the whole rhyming thing. But then I, I honestly thought wow, this is a craft, this is a culture, you know, um, I want I want to progress at this. And so I, instead of dropping down rhymes for the sake of it, I'd made like a demo and yeah, man, the rest is history because in my career now that I'm more developed as an artist, a lot of people think that I've got a manager or a street team or a label behind me, like with the list, you know, they think you can't be on that many stations, man, or, or you know, interviews and stuff. And I just say to them, look, it's, that's how hard I, 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 I strive to, to try and make this, you know, a living man. You know, I don't have all that. I'm just been a, a one man army since day one, which is which is crazy, man. You're you're, mm. a, you're a self-made man. Yeah, man. Yeah, like and just a whole ton of coffee as well, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the coffee. I hear you. Yeah, yeah. Like you can't, you can't go wrong with it, man. Like it, it, uh, I'm basically like a junkie, man. If if I don't have like a coffee a day, I start getting like the headaches and stuff, man. I need my caffeine to keep me going. I'm, I'm right, <laughs> right there with you, buddy. <laughs> Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse, every week on the Podcast Radio Network and Apple Podcasts. And check out the show today on the ESO Network. Now, uh, looking through your biography, uh, it does say that uh, Eminem was one of your biggest influences. Mm-hmm. And, and I was listening to some of your music just before we talked, and I can definitely hear a bit of Eminem in there. 
Yeah, yeah, man. Um, when I was like starting off, uh, before the music you listen to, because that was on my second album, Understand Me. Uh, you know, when I started off, obviously I wanted to incorporate him. Like I, I you know, I, I went through the whole Wigger act back in the day, man. You know, and uh, yeah, and uh, like I wanted to be exactly like Eminem, but in, in the culture of hip hop, man, you always you, or any genre of music, you have to find your own identity, man. So, you know, uh, I um. Obviously, you know, I used him uh, as, you know, an influence, but I incorporated me into, you know, um, fighting through my adolescence years and that sort of thing, man. So, you know, he was kind of just like a guy, an angel on my shoulders, man. But I didn't, at first I knew if, if I wanted to be exactly like Eminem, I'm not going to be respected by, you know, this culture. i got to find myself. And yeah, he was just like a guiding road kind of thing, you know? Yeah, I do. Mm. Have you ever uh, reached out to Eminem himself or talked to him or anything like that? Oh man, no, nah, nah, not even close, man. Like he's on a, he's on a whole different ball game, man. Like that, that'd be a dream come true. Like you know, he found my music or um, even wanted to sign me or something, man. You know, but I don't even know what I would say to him if if like I even met him. Yeah, like I've met a couple of hip hop acts before, like uh, you know Wu Tang Clan and Naughty by Nature and that kind of thing. And like a lot of people would get starstruck by these guys of how much what they've had their impact on the culture um like oh my god i'm standing near you know like rizza and all that from wu-tang clan and but like me personally i just slapped hands with a man and just treat him like a normal sort of person man and uh you know but i think with m or you know like 50 cent or something i think it's just their they're like gods in a way, so it, it, it would just it would just be like uh, I, don't, I don't even know what to say to you. Like you're, you're a person in physical form, but like the impact that you have on my life, like it's a whole nother, yeah, it's a whole nother ball game, man. Like you know, plain and simple. I wouldn't even know what to talk about. You know, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure they get that all the time too, right? So oh, absolutely, hundred percent. Okay, so you you said you went through the whole wigger phase. Oh man, yeah, it's uh. I don't know if you'll be able to find pictures or nothing like that or, um, because I, I, when I got older and more mature, man, I just erased all of that. Maybe I've still got an old school MySpace account somewhere. Uh, <laughs> but, man, like, yeah, like it, it was it was the death of me. It was a learning curve, man. I, I think it was just the, the early thousands, man, you know, like with the do-rags and like the basketball jerseys and all that sort of stuff. But, man, like if I had a picture – of my, I, I probably have some in a box, like not online, but in a box of photos somewhere. Mm-hmm. But man, like that was just that, that, yeah, like that. That was a whole different um, a, a Malibu's most wanted kind of thing, man. You know, <laughs> right? Yeah. Nice. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, when uh, when when I think of white rappers, uh, of course I think of Eminem. Uh, mm. Have you heard of uh, the Canadian rapper Classified? Classified? No, I don't think I have, man. Like, the only white rappers, because, like, it, it's such a small, you know, obviously, like, it's a small little field, man. Um, the only white, white rappers I've heard is obviously M. Vanilla uh, Ice. Uh, yeah, R.A. The Rugged Man, Paul Wall, uh, Beastie Boys, and uh, MC Search from Third Base, man. So they're, like, the five that I can think of, man. But if you name some people, maybe, but it's, it's like a dime a dozen, man, you know? Right, yeah. Okay, uh, so let's talk a little bit about Australia. Uh, I was looking through your bio. You've done a lot of uh, TV and interview work. Yeah, man, for sure. Um, yeah, like well, with the you know TV uh, and acting side of things as well, man. I felt that 
as an artist, when I hit 2013, I, I did a whole ton of gigs, interviews, and um, like you know, I already had uh, two albums under my uh, under my belt, and I thought that there's got to be more of an avenue out there besides music. And then I thought, why don't I just try the acting thing for a bit? So at first, I started with extras work, and then um, you know, I got some featured roles and some main roles in a lot of short films, independent films, and stuff over here in Australia. And yeah, man, it's just it's just been getting me a whole ton of work. Um, the whole acting field, like you know, people just saw saw my craft and they they just kept me putting me on for for uh, uh acting gigs, man. And and then I realized this has been funding me so much work that the music has been getting sidetracked. And my fans were like, yo, it's been since 2013 till now we haven't heard another album and I'm like oh my god I've totally forgot because I've been you know like the Australian Mark Wahlberg in a way you know <laughs> did Marky Mark and now and now it's like he's this big time actor so you know this year man I'll, I'll definitely be doing another album for the fans and uh but yeah man like uh, acting works just another form of entertainment um so yeah it's 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 um a, a whole a whole journey man it's a whole different ball game like I never realized how hard acting could be. Uh, you know, I, I would look at these guys I look up to on, on online. I mean, not online, on, on these movie screens like Denzel Washington and, and, you know, Will Smith and all that or Bruce Willis and stuff. And and uh, I'd just be like, ah, oh, that's, you know, anyone could play a character. And then when you're actually in front of that cameraman, I've played all these different roles. And it's it's a whole different ball game, man, to get into that frame of mindset and portray these you know these um lives in a way so yeah it's 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 crazy man totally totally different skill set oh 100 percent. like i can write rhymes man and perform in front of crowds but you know performing you know this character in front of front of directors producers makeup artists and this camera just like facing you you've got all these what ifs going off like what if i stuff this up or you know what if i don't do this line right it's it's just you know, you, it's it's a weird feeling, man. It's like you've got all these eyes on you to portray this character who is not you as your average kind of life, if that makes sense. It man. Does, yeah, for sure. And and you've, uh, according to your biography, you've had some of your music actually featured in some films and TV shows? Yeah, we, which is crazy, man. Um, it, at the top of my head, uh, it's a goth life, which was in the UK. Uh what was it cops enemy which was a huge uh independent film over here in australia that was insane man because cops enemy <clears throat> i was an extra on uh i can't remember this other short film and this guy came up to me who was a producer for the short film I, I was an extra on and he's like yo mugsy right and i'm like yeah and he's like yeah i'm, I'm there um and i'm doing uh cops enemy which is going to be this huge independent film here in australia and i said oh yeah yeah i've, I've heard about that and he's like we want to use your music for it and I, I was just like what a small world man knowing that i'm on this set and they want to feature my my music on you know this other film which was crazy man so yeah i sent him uh i think i sent him my track understand me and legends i think and they used uh legends as the um the backing track is one of one of the scenes so which was cool that's incredible mm. yeah man mm. What else did I want to ask you? Um, I want you to set the scene for me for the for for Australia because when when I think of that country, I, I think of uh, Crocodile Dundee. I, I think of uh, the Opera Sydney, the Sydney Opera House. Uh, I think I think of boomerangs and the didgeridoos and a dingo ate my baby. 
so I don't really have here in Canada a good, um, I guess, impression or not a not, not a good impression, a good uh, picture in my head of what Australia actually is like. Can you can you tell me what it's like? <laughs> yeah, I, I get that question a lot, man. Um, uh, and I, you know, a lot of people think of us as uh, Paul Hogan. In a way, as an Australian man, I, I feel like yeah, he, he's iconic, man. But I feel like he's put a bad name on us, like because we're not we're not really like that. Like you're probably seeing one of those guys exactly like Paul Hogan, like fighting crocodiles and with knives at like two in the morning at the local pub. Right. Uh, yeah like average day australians man uh you, your your epitome of, of or like your silhouette of an australian man would be typical hugh jackman or uh chris hemsworth or something man but uh yeah like average day living man um i don't know man I, I, it's hard to say because i've lived here my whole life yeah uh you're yeah just, so you're just regular people yeah, just regular man, but we don't ride kangaroos to work, man. No, uh, <laughs> no, no, nothing like that. Uh, obviously, Vegemite is very salty, um, but uh, you know, I saw Oprah eating it, um, and some other Americans and Canadians and stuff. And uh, yeah, it, it's the way that uh, you put it on toast. You can't have it like just put a spoon in and just eat it, because it'll just be like too wrong and salty. But yeah, there's a, there's a Hugh Jackman, Oprah, wait, no, Hugh Jackman, Jimmy Kimmel, I think, uh, interview where he's showing people how to eat Vegemite, right? So, yeah, you got to look that up to, to know that. Um, yeah, we got to, all I know personally, man, we're really expensive here. Uh, Is that right? You know, if, yeah, like if like a video game comes here or a brand new movie comes, it's, uh, I think I was doing an interview uh, before and they, they said when a new for example, GTA Five came out, man. I think around the world it was like maybe eighty bucks, or man, oh yeah, sixty, yeah, sixty to eighty bucks over here. Uh, a brand new game like that would be a hundred and ten bucks, man. Oh wow. Um, okay. So I think because we're like on the other side of the globe, man, it, it's it's more to import it and stuff. Mm, so makes sense. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, because uh, over here. When we think of Australia, we think of, of course, the kangaroos, and you all, uh, you all have your eight-inch knives in your pocket, and you're always fighting alligators and stuff. The, uh, the same here for Canada. Everybody thinks we live in an igloo, right? And we don't. So, just to get just to get a good uh, a good idea of exactly what your day-to-day -day life is like. Yeah, um, basically, man, my my day-to-day -day life is just. Uh... Yeah, there's literally, well, where I'm from, um, I'm from like a coastal kind of town, man. So I'm about, what you said, um, Harbour Bridge and Opera House. So I'm about a uh, two-hour train ride from there. Okay. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, like about a two-hour train ride. And uh, obviously to, to tourists and stuff, they love it. But <laughs> I think because when you live here for so long, it's like, it's, a, it's, a, it's an opera house, it's a bridge, you know, it's cool, but... Yeah, um, uh, I don't know, man. It, it's it's uh, my average day life is just doing music, catching the train back and forth to gigs and stuff. And it's funny because a lot think that we have kangaroos everywhere. And shocking enough, I was driving home because uh, you know, like kangaroos and crocodiles and stuff. That's more outback, like like in the, in the middle of just country of Australia. Um, but it it was insane because I'm from like where Sydney is like on the, on the outskirts and stuff. And I was driving home and there was like a kangaroo 
um, you know, just standing like in my headlights, you know, around 12 o'clock at night. And, and I couldn't believe it. I, it was like my first time seeing it. Like we were, you know, um, instead of in a zoo, but yeah, it was shocking knowing that I'm Australian. I, I even got shocked by a kangaroo. kangaroo. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I figured it wasn't all Bowie knives and alligators and dingoes and all that stuff. That's all in the interior, right? Where that big rock is. Yeah, man, as rock. Uh, I haven't even been there yet. Um, I don't think I ever will. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just yeah. It, it sounds so bad, but I don't think it would do anything for me. It's just a rock, man. Yeah, <laughs> um, I can. I, the country's, yeah, go on. The country's huge, right? So. Yeah, like um, yeah. Uh, oh, I, w- I wouldn't even know. Um, <laughs> and no. I've only been to, like like two states. I haven't even been all over Australia yet. So I guess it's semi big. Um, yeah, man, I, I, I got to travel a bit more to, 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 to get back to you on that one. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. so do, do you, besides, uh, your acting and your music, do you have like a, a day job as well that you have to do or is music and acting your full-time thing? Nah, man, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's what comes to the hard part because, you know, I, I get a lot of opportunities, you know, in the States or Canada or the UK, um, here in Australia, man, it's, it's it's very limited you know we, we don't have the high up you know companies over here uh it's mainly very independent route um you know uh, over here or there's not enough funding in it so um yeah there's a lot of aspiring actors or musicians doing you know jobs and stuff just to, to make their you know their careers or to even get tickets to fly overseas and try and make a living over there you know so um yeah, we're, we're with WorkWise, man. Yeah, I just do, like, events work, sort of setting up convention centers and, um, like, you know, the lightings and events and all that kind of stuff, man, which was I was lucky to get through one of my dad's friends because it's, uh, it's still incorporated in the entertainment industry, man, but it's not performing on stages and stuff, but it's, you know, it's happy to, like, pay the bills and that sort of thing, man. Hmm. Gotcha. Okay. And have you ever thought about coming over to the U.S. or Canada or Britain or anything like that to uh, get more exposure? Oh, 100%, man. Um, yeah, like, absolutely. My, my, my dream is obviously to uh, see New York uh, for holiday and music because New York was the birthplace of hip-hop, man. So I think it would just be a dream come true. Um, Miami, I've always wanted to see because maybe I'm, a, um, I'm just a Scarface buff, man. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, like, I, I'd, I'd love to see, um, the you know, Canada and the UK. Um but I think my number one destination, man, is um, New York for sure. I just got to get the money, man, because, yeah, just, just money can get you places, man, oh, you know? I, I, I do know. <laughs> I've never been anywhere myself, so I hear you. Yeah. That's crazy about the internet, man. It's kind of like we're like we're just across the globe, man, in different time frames. I think I'm 15 hours in front, man, in the future, and it sounds like we're just talking. Well, that's right. Just, we're just having a conversation. It's uh, It's 8.45 in the morning here right now. Wow, man! It is 10:45 p.m. at night here, uh, Sunday night, man. <laughs> okay, so yeah, it's quite a difference. Uh, that's awesome. Um, now, are, are you much into freestyling? Like, if I asked you, hey, could you do a quick rap about podcasting? Could you make one up off the spot, or is it more you have to be very meticulous and plan it out and, and sit in the room for a few hours writing tracks? I, I get it's it's crazy to say, man, because I, I give credit to those freestyles. Like, there's some rappers that can, you know, do it off the top of the dome, and then there's some who, who can write it. And me personally, man, 
Like, I've done it for 13 years and I still can't get the craft of freestyle. I get tongue-tied so much. Like, you know, I'll, I'll go on, like, a little, um, you know, banter with it and then I'll just, like, lose it, man, or it'll just be the most simplest words. So to people who can the the, the art the artist who can just do it off like like anything man i i tip my hat off to him man but me personally man i would i would sound like a fool doing it on the show man you know i'd have to like sit I hear yeah you. i'd have to like sit and write and like think and stuff man and uh yeah just uh, I, I wish i could nail it i've just had to keep you know practicing but it's, it's a whole different ball game man like freestyling and stuff oh i yeah. get it i get it for sure it's it's the same as podcasting like I, I don't script out what i'm going to ask you i'm just having a flowy conversation here so uh, it could be a lot more uh tight i guess is what you would call it right yeah man like um just, uh, it's I, I don't know how the brain you know you know floods in the words and then creates the sentences without you know thinking it through like freestyle you know when when i write songs i'm like thinking of the concept and the melodies and that sort of thing but freestyle man it's just like they're incorporating that in like less than a second man and it's just it's the ones that who can actually fully do it like not just like you know pat sack rap like that i mean like actually just it sounds like they're actually making a song, but actually thinking it off the top of the head is just yeah, absolutely insane, man. It's a top-notch you know? skill, for sure. Oh, 100%. Yeah, man. Now, also looking through your um, biography and whatnot, I, I checked out your Facebook page. Uh, we can yeah, pl- man. We can plug that right now. We can find you on Facebook at... Yeah, man. My, that's actually my number one platform to find me um, with, you know, updates and, you know, interviews like this, so... You know, to all the viewers and the listeners, just type in Mugsy, M-U-G-Z-Y, up to our Y viewers, that's M-U-G-Z-Y. Um, yeah, so, you know, type that into your search bar or just on Google and stuff, and I'll come up and send me a message, drop me a like, and like I said, man, that's where you can keep up to updates with upcoming albums, uh, acting gigs, interviews like this, and just, yeah, everything, man. So that's my main platform that I use. And you've got more than 15,000 fans, which is incredible. Yeah, man. It took me a while. Like, I just, uh, you know, when when I um, do interviews or radios and stuff, you know, uh, I tell my fans to support them, and it's like a vice versa thing. And, it, and it's just over the years just built up, built up. And, uh, yeah, man, like um, a lot of people think that, did you buy those likes or anything? I'm like, wow, that's a bit of an insult. Like, no, I work hard you know to try and get get um you know my followers and stuff and they're they're loyal supporters man so uh yeah like i i i i love the the number you know that 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 i've got next to my name man because a lot of artists over here um no offense to them that they've got they've got like only three thousand followers and stuff and and they've got like teams and teams and managers and crews behind them and, and and you know i'll go onto their pages like little spying around and stuff and be like we're doing this gig tonight and then the rest of their their page will just be filled with memes and funny videos and stuff and then meanwhile i'm just a one-man army man and i'm doing all these sort of things so it just shows who wants more man that's well, how i look at it because well, you're, you're you're the you're the hungry one you you're doing the real work yeah, man, 100%. And uh, I was just listening to some of your music there on uh, Reverb Nation. You've got more than 17,000 fans there. Yeah, because that, that tallies on to uh, Reverb Nation, uh, uh, YouTube, and I think Twitter. I'm number one in 
New South Wales, the state over here for Australia, New South Wales uh, in the hip-hop charts for Australia, and I think I'm number five or four. I have to check again in um, all, like, overall Australia. So I'm trying to hit that number one spot for all of Australia on the Reverb Nation charts, which, which would have been nice, man. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure you'll get there. Yeah, thanks, man. For sure. Uh, now, I didn't get a chance to listen to all your music, but I perused quite a few. I, I really liked the, uh, the Chasing You song. Yes, yes. I, I expected your music to be a lot uh, harder and angrier, and it, it was surprisingly, well, I wouldn't say mellow, but it was, uh, I don't know, I don't even know how to describe it. How, how would you describe your style? Yeah, it's it's kind of like a blend between, uh, you know, I, I've got my sort of gritty songs, um, but it's uh, it's very hard to capture one word or one or one you know, uh, image for my music. I, I suppose my, my my era of hip-hop, like I said, man, is just 90s, early 1000s, so lyrics and just having a message, man. So I guess uh, conscience rap? I don't, I don't even know, man. <laughs> like, that that yeah. works, actually. You're, you're trying to uh, spread a message of positivity. Yeah, 100%, man. Uh, chasing You was really just about um, just like a relationship thing, man. So, yeah, that, that was just kind of like a... a like a fling sort of thing and I just, I just made it as a as like um a demo kind of thing uh just for for this relationship ex relationship back in the day and then people like the you know well actually no rewind for a sec man um I like the track not people because I haven't heard it yet I thought it's a good track to put on the understand me album and yeah man it just uh, I just put it on there uh, as just a little bonus I guess you can say and yeah, like a lot, a lot of people seem to like it, man. So I guess it worked in my favor. I'd say it's, it's, it's really great. Um, now, is there one song that if people wanted to get into your style of music and you as an artist and they, they're hearing about you for the first time, which one song would you say they should find first? I re- uh, Personally, my favorite track that I promote to people, man, is My Journey is the uh, 20th track on understand me personally i think it's my favorite track because at the time i was finalizing the album you know my producer pablo was like you know what what's your final track and it was it was my 19th track was what which was aussie with an american attitude uh which was like a storytelling track of telling how the australian market is not that big um you know and and trying to working into the states where hip-hop is huge over there and he was like it's a cool track but we want something that's impactful um that would just make the, the listeners sit back and think oh that that's just like get up and groove kind of thing you know that's just insane and um i, I was lost for words because i thought well I've pretty much written everything in the album well what do i write now and he's like why don't you tell a track kind of mugsy in a nutshell like you know start with the first verse of uh how you how you got into the hip hop, second verse is dropping down rhymes and stuff, but you know developing your craft. And the third verse would be where you are now and like how you've got into all these you know different communities and hip hop culture and sort of thing like that. And around 2013, I think it was 50 Cent, Eminem, and Adam Levine from Maroon 5. Uh, their track "My Life" was just skyrocketing in the um in the uh, radio and just like worldwide and stuff and. I remember listening to it and I just thought, you know, the, the, the orchestra and the, the guitars in that song, I wanted to incorporate that into my sort of my sort of version. So we got the sample of that 
flipped it in a way, like not copyright, but just kind of flipped it. And uh, yeah, ever since then, man, it's just it's just been my favorite song, and it's been a hit to perform as well. Oh, awesome. Okay, I'm gonna definitely check that out once we're done talking. Yeah. I encourage all the listeners to do that as well. And uh, so what are the best ways for people to find you? Of course, there's the Facebook page. Uh, you said you're on YouTube. Yeah, man. Um, well, basically, man, instead of just searching it up individually, everything is attached there, like Twitter, YouTube, Reverb Nation, um, and even Facebook. So, yeah, just like I said, man, yeah, go to Mugsy, M-U-G-Z-Y, and it's all there, man. Like, cause I've, I've attached it all in individual links on there. So, uh, yeah, man, just, just hit me up there and that's my number one platform. <clears throat> Excellent. Okay. All right. And is there any other uh, message or, uh, anything else you'd like to say to people to encourage them to come and check you out? Uh, personally, man, I think I've said everything, but mostly I want to say a big thank you to you, man, for, Hold this interview because obviously time difference is a bit of a tricky thing to work work around, you know. But thanks so much, man. Like that, that's my number one thing to to thank you for, you know, doing it. You're my uh, 155 155th interview in my career, man. So yeah, thank you so much. Oh, um, you're, you're more than welcome. Uh, this this is yeah. great because the whole reason behind the podcast is me learning about new and different things. So I, I didn't know about you, and I didn't know much about australia and i feel like i've got quite the education here so this is definitely awesome <laughs> yeah man for sure like hopefully i'm not too uh paul hoganish uh, i guess i i don't even know i can't even hear my accent like when i talk like a lot of people say it's fair it's yeah kind of australian but i don't know when you live in a country for so long mm-hmm. you can't really pick up on your own accent man well me personally i can't pick up on it uh so i don't even know how i sound man Oh, no. uh, so, I, I I can detect the uh, the Australian accent for sure, but I can un- understand you. There's no there's no issues at all. So that's that's incredible. That's awesome, man. Yeah. So thank you so much, man. And I just wish, you know, you guys at the podcast and just your viewers and stuff all the best with future endeavors, future artists that come on, or just future anyone, man. Like we're with the show. So yeah, I'll be promoting it on my end over here, man. And like I said, man, thanks once again. Oh, you're more than welcome be doing the promotion over here on this end too and if you ever like to come back uh, to promote something else sometime uh, we'll definitely get together 100 percent, man too easy oh uh yeah i think it's time for me to rest my head man i think it's like 11 o'clock here so yeah, it's getting, <laughs> it's getting pretty late yeah. so you take care too easy man take it easy so i wanted to remind you once again that you can listen to this show and other podcasts on Spotify, and now it's easier than ever. Just open the app on your mobile device or desktop, click on Browse, and then click on the Podcast section. It works on your computer, your phone, your smart speaker system, whatever you want to use. So stay connected to your favorite podcast and never miss an episode using Spotify. Wasn't that fun? Didn't you learn a lot? I had a blast talking to the guy, and I hope that he becomes super famous, and I can say I knew him when. Anyway, that's all I've got for this week's episode. I will leave you with the only Australian joke I know. What is an Australian kiss? The answer, it's the same as a French kiss, only down under. But um bump You can use that whenever you like. Anyway, that's all I've got for you now. Uh, stay tuned for next week's episode. If everything goes according to plan, I am going to be talking to a lady all about uh, sexuality and communication. Remember, you can find us on Spotify. You can leave a review in the iTunes store. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Find me on Facebook. 
like the Facebook page, Soulforge Podcast, on Facebook, and to tell your friends about the links that I share in all the social medias. Tell your friends just about the podcast. Get the word out. Help me, please! Anyway, that's all I got for now. You guys take care. And remember, you are a magnet. You attract people, situations, and events based on the thoughts you think and the feelings you emit. This has been another episode of the Soul Forge Podcast. Contact the show by emailing soulforgepodcast at gmail.com or by tweeting soulforgepod on Twitter. Visit us at soulforgepodcast.com and remember the best way to show your support is by leaving a five-star review in the iTunes store. And if you would, please check us out and like us on Facebook. The Soul Forge Podcast was written, produced, scored, edited, engineered, and directed by Sean Vanderloo. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Darth Vaderloo. For more great content, you can listen to my other podcast, The Rusted Robot. Thanks for stopping by the Forge. We'll keep the fires lit until your next visit. I could do this all day. As I am chasing after you, my love grows harder to be true. You don't understand what I would do for yours to be mine in this love feud. I simply can't be friends. You've changed my world to the end. It depends on our future. If I've got the chance to hopefully move ya. There's something in your eyes. There's something in my eyes too. I keep on chasing you. Realize that this love is true From all these months I doubted In the end I knew I found it Chasing you and I know it Chasing you and you love it Most nights when I sleep I tend to dream And it's always you in my scene See that's what my love of you brings For real life I don't get the chance to win I know there's something with us And I'm sick of chasing you it's not, so let's settle this problem And come together in this love connection There's something in your eyes There's something in my eyes too I keep on chasing you Realize that this love is true From all these months I doubted In the end I knew I found it Chasing you and I know it Chasing you and you love it Someone that's so beautiful Someone in the love spiritual That's why I'm chasing you You are something that's new All the time you give me an obstacle I come back like you're my only goal Pretty much that tells you something That I want you and I ain't running There's something in your eyes There's something in my eyes too I keep on chasing you Realize that this love is true from all these months I doubted In the end I knew I found it Chasing you and I know it Chasing you and you love it has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the TeePublic store. 
which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.